Welcome to a new episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. I am Nick Jimenez, joined by Eric Calvino. What's happening, y'all? And Ivan Ocampo. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody, indeed. We are going to be talking about all sorts of things, like politics, and sports, and bets, and 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 travel, and, and cigar festivals, and who knows what else mm. we're going to do. But first... Sounds like a packed episode. Super packed. But first, this episode's featured cigar, which you can hear Ivan lighting back there. We are smoking the Protocol Themis. Themis? Themis? I think it's Themis. I think it's Themis. Themis sounds right. What do you think? Ivan. Themis. Themis. We're going Themis on this one. We are smoking Protocol Themis, which of course is Clearly from... none of us are law scholars. Correct. Uh, which of course is from Protocol Cigars. It is made in Nicaragua. It's got Ecuador Connecticut binder with bind sorry, wrapper with binder and filler from Nicaragua. This is a six by fifty-two Toro that retails for nine dollars and eighty-nine cents. It's made at Eric Espinosa's La Zona factory in Esteli. Eric, what do you think so far? Well, first off, does anybody know what a themis is? Not a clue. <laughs> I'm going to look it up while we're... No, I already did. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was asking because I had already looked at it. Is it gross? Is no! It... <laughs> it's not gross. <laughs> it's uh, Latin... But take a hack, yeah. Rather... Latin for... Uh... Close, but not Latin. Greek. Ancient yeah, there Greek. you go. There you go. Uh, is it a god of something? Well, you you got the, you looked this up. No. Okay. Is so it, far, you're well. Goddess. Is it, a, it got right. Female. Yeah. Female god of law enforcement. Close. I mean, it's it's more it's like fairness, and you know, legal counsel and and that. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So she is described as the lady of good counsel and is the personification of divine order, fairness, law, natural law. And custom. Her symbols are the scales of justice, tools used to remain balanced and pragmatic. She takes long walks on the beach under the moonlight. No, I'm kidding. She uh, seems nice. <laughs> Sagittarius. She has a great personality. Uh, so that's what we're smoking. Who knew? Who knew that the guys behind Protocol were going to be the ones throwing some ancient Greek at us? Uh, well, but you it's, also, it's all listeners can't say that we didn't teach them anything. This is true. This is true. So you've now learned your ancient Greek for the for the weekend. This episode has been brought to you by the word themis. <laughs> uh, but no, so protocol for those who who don't know is uh, is how many how many guys is it who are in law it's enforcement? Two guys. Two guys. It's Juan Cancel and Bill Ives, both of uh, of which are in law enforcement in uh, New York. I think Juan Cancel is actually with like the Port Authority right. police. That sounds right. And Bill Ives, I'm not sure if it's New York. I don't think I don't know if it's NYPD or New Jersey PD. I'm not sure, uh, but I do know that they are both in law enforcement. Yeah, hence good the name, dudes too. Yeah, hence the name Protocol and all of these like law enforcement and justice related uh, brand names. Also, and, the name of the company is not Protocol; it's Cubarriqueño Cigars. Right. That's right. Because Juan Cancel is of Puerto Rican descent and Bill Ives is of Cuban descent, so. See what they did there? I do see what they did. I have a gripe <laughs> with that name. There should be two R's in it. But Oh, wow. Yeah, because Riqueño. It's really Cuariqueño. It's Cuariqueño. So, but hey, you know, what are you going to do? Says the editor guy. Everybody needs an editor. But the cigars are good. So <laughs> the cigars <there's> are good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and it is, a, a, the, the logo is, is cool. So if you have not 
seen this particular cigar. It's got their like very angular P for protocol. Uh, very gold. It's like an M.C. Escher-ish vibe to the P. Right. I think if you pinned this uh, band to your shirt when you're done smoking, people might think you're a cop. Okay. Maybe. You know. Maybe. Or a mall cop. A mall cop. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, we will. Uh, do we have we talked about the cigar that we're smoking? Not yet. Okay. So how how do you feel about it so far? So these have been. These have been sitting in the uh, the vault. Yeah, they've been sitting in the humidor for probably over a year. I don't remember it being this mild to start. It is quite mild as a as an opener. I'm getting a little flavor coming out of the no, out of the nose. No doubt, flavorful, but uh, but not mild. I, I imagine it will it will ramp up a bit. Uh, super pleasant. Uh, like I said. Uh, to my, now I've been smoking cigars a lot in the last couple of days, so my palate is a little, like, burnt. Yeah. But, I, like I said, I find it mild, but with a nice smooth flavor. It's got some creaminess to it, maybe a tiny bit of, maybe like a vanilla cream, like sort sort of in the background. Yeah, that makes sense. I get that. And a, and a touch of pepper. So, but uh, I just lit it also. So. I imagine it's going to ramp up a bit. We'll come, I, at least for me, I'll, I'd like to come back to it after. You, you're a little, you, both of you guys are a little farther along. Than a me. little farther along, yeah. I mean, I think that the that idea of, of cream, vanilla, and pepper is that's like the primary combination for me, and it's it is what you I think are probably hoping for if you're getting a Connecticut wrapped Nicaragua blend. Yeah, we didn't say what it looked like, and we didn't say so. Yeah, it is covered in a Ecuadorian. Did you say it? we blend? we said the blend? Yeah. Okay. But. So yeah, it is. It is a Connecticut shade wrapped cigar. So and and it sort of jumps out at you actually. At least it did me when you cut the cigar. Right away, you see like that stark contrast between the wrapper and all the tobacco inside of it, just in terms of of color. So it it does have like a darker, pepperier profile than a lot of other Connecticut wrapped things that you might uh, find in a in a store. Ivan, what you got? Yeah, I agree. I I, I like the nice little surprise that you get once you smoke it. Um, after looking at it, you're not expecting uh, it to be that flavorful, but there is a bunch of flavor uh, when you get into it. For sure. So uh, we will come back to the cigar. In the meantime, who's got coronavirus? Oh, my God. It's freaking <laughs> coronavirus. Out of Coming. control right now. I don't know what to make of this. There's a lot of mixed signals. I don't, I don't think the market knows what to make of it either. What's going on with the market? It tanked? Oof. Recovered? And I think we're back to tanking. And it's also like in conjunction with all the political stuff. So you got people dropping out, people winning things, people losing things, which is also something that markets react to, plus viruses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uncertainty in the marketplace is not a good thing. Uh, but in terms of coronavirus, yeah, I'm with you, Nick. I, I don't know what to make of it. Is it, are we making a big deal out of this? Uh, should we take it serious or should we just use common sense? Listen, don't be an idiot. Wash your hands regularly. Right. Don't touch your face. Oh, by the way, did you see the the uh, press conference with some some health minister of some country talking about don't touch your face, don't put your hands in your mouth? And as she's turning the pages of the thing that she's reading, she's, she's lipping, licking her fingers <laughs> and turning the page. And she's saying, oh, so don't do this and don't do that. And then turn the page. That's good. The whole thing is pretty hilarious. Uh, but yeah... The way that I'm attacking it is common sense, at, mm-hmm. at least me, is, you know, telling 
so I have two kids that are in school. So so you're locking them in their rooms and not letting them out. Yeah, that's it. They're stuck in there. Yeah. No, uh, just, hey, dude, constantly wash your hands. Don't mess around. Uh-huh. Don't go making out with girls you don't know. <laughs> no, they're, they're young boys. Uh, <laughs> I got a very uncomfortable look from my <laughs> No, I wasn't even paying attention. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> what are you going to do? Anyway, uh, I'm I'm dealing with it with uh, common sense. I'm so not... are, are they freaked out? No. Okay. I think that in a lot of cases, uh, they take their cue from their parents, right? Right. And so our, my wife's not freaking out. She's a school teacher. We're not freaking out. We're just, like I said, hey, use common sense. Don't stick your fingers in your mouth. Uh and I don't know. There's, there's not much. The, you either freak out or you handle right. it with common sense, I think. We're definitely handling it a little bit differently down here in South Florida as opposed to some places that have higher, you know, higher uh, numbers of people contaminated. Like, for example, I have a friend in uh, San Jose. So his um, just point of view is a lot more different than, than ours down here. If we're, we're approaching it. I liken it to like... Um, like if we were getting a hurricane and it's a, uh, you know, category three and it's out like east of the. It's still out there. still out there way in the Caribbean. And they we're like, look, we're, yeah, we're still looking at it. It's like, all right, if I needed to go get I some water, I'm going to go get some water. But I spoke to this friend of mine and he sounded like he was in Cat 5 and it's fucking. Imminent danger. Right, yeah, it's right on the doorstep. That's a good so, way to compare so a little it for bit, so us, a uh, bit, South Floridians. A little mm-hmm. bit different. But, um. Yeah, we'll see. And you're you've got your your dad prepping, right? Yeah, he's uh he's in the northeast and he's he showed he sent me a picture I'll show you. He's got it's got to be some some hardware apparatus that he's got. Look at this thing. He looks like an Antifa actually. Going to go throw oh some That's a, yeah, Molotov cocktails. <laughs> but um it's coronavirus, yeah. baby. And then there's obviously like, well, shouldn't be obvious, but it's like you can't talk about anything without there being all the race stuff folded into it. And then all the the stuff with the Asians. With Asians. Yeah. Yeah. Asians are like talking about how they're getting it. Actually, one of, the, one of them, well, I won't say who it was, but somebody who's an employee of somebody we know, uh, who's, uh, who's Chinese talking about all the dirty looks that she gets and she lives here. Um that you get out on the on the street, like people are freaked out, and it's like you know, that's that's the visual cue that people have. So then, like the whole race thing is folded into it, and I, I'm not is a mess. personally, I'm not you know concerned about me, my wife, my child. Different. I'm more concerned about you know my grandmother, for example. Like if we were to get it, I would hate to like you know, right? Of course not to give it to somebody who's elderly, who who the everybody that's that's really like dying from it is have been all mostly elderly people. And like if you had a flu, right? That's the last person you'd be around Ex- if you had a flu. Exactly. Like even when my daughter's sick at school, I don't even take her to my grandmother's house because I don't want her getting sick because it, last time it happened, I had to take her to the hospital because of it. Um, so we're leaving out of town soon. We're going to go Nicaragua. We yep. have to go to the airport. Are you going to be taking any precautions before we head out there? So this is Ivan asking me. Yes. Uh, so we are both. Sorry, I was looking at you, but I didn't let everybody know. Yeah, yeah, We're on yeah. radio. So uh, 
I, I don't think so. I mean, it depends. I mean, a lot of, a lot can happen between now and when we go, which is like in a, a week and a half or something. Like what? Well, no. I mean, the it can either start to taper off or it can start to get worse. Really? It can taper? Yeah. Yeah. Like in, in China right now, my understanding is that the number of new cases has started to drop. And so obviously they, they've quarantined the entire country. <laughs> so yeah. that's natural that that's going to happen. But uh, but yeah, if, if things get crazier and crazier, then then maybe I will wear a mask on the plane. I don't know. But right now, if we were leaving tomorrow, I wouldn't. I mean, I just came back from the DR, and I didn't deal with any of that. I just again, you know, don't uh, stick my fingers in my mouth. Fortunately, also Nicaragua, not an international travel hub. Correct. So, but still, I mean, yeah, but you you're got, going through you the still airport. Still got to go to the airport. No, of course, yeah. of course. No, I'm just saying, in terms of your destination, once you're you're not prepping for the destination, you're prepping for that travel. Yeah, but that, it's not like if you were going to say the West Coast or a New York City. Who knows where, where that plane was? This is true. This is no, true. but the the planes that fly to and from Nicaragua, it's always the same. They go back and forth. They don't. It's not other routes. They're not deportación. I'm definitely getting a makeshift face oh, mask. Oh, okay. So that was my, sure. yeah, my question. Yeah. Is, you are? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Makeshift? Like a like makeshift like a, mask? Like yeah, like a DIY. Yeah, yeah, so I'm going to create something. Your shoelaces and orange peel? Something. Nice. Like not, a bandana not, not sure. with, a, with a bounty? Something, something. With a, a layer of bounty inside of it? Did I just give an idea? No. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes he looks at you like the wheels are turning, and then you think, Oh, okay. Then maybe he did. Or then no. a little while ago, he gave me this funky look when I said my kids won't make out with friends. It was just a joke. So in the interest Relax. of making this a little bit about cigars, coronavirus does present an opportunity to publicly shame uh, yes, liquors. Publicly shame the liquors in your life. So uh, let's talk a little bit about... The who? The, the cigar liquor. The lick and then cut. With oh, the communal cutters. Oh, like this oh, is an opportunity oh, to like really... Sit on your coronavirus high horse. Absolutely. And publicly shame them. So, yeah, for those of you out there who lick up your cigar and then use the community cigar cutter at your local cigar store, stop that shit. Yeah. Just stop it. Like, either get your own cutter if you are so inclined to lick and cut. Get your own damn cutter. I mean, they give them away. I'm sure the cigar store would gladly give you one. Uh, for it, you to use if it meant keeping your your bawa off of their yeah product. dude what is up with that like doesn't, doesn't i'm not that... a i'm not a liquor but i'm assuming that this is just habit that people have of like doing yeah. like a pre-lick yeah and and i think it i think guys think that it will help cut the cigar but it actually hurts yeah in cutting the cigar because you've made the tobacco more elastic at this point making it harder to cut if it's right out of the humidor at 68 degrees Humidity, it's perfect. Yeah, you if, could just cut it without licking it. Yeah, if you cut your cigar properly with a decent cutter, and it falls apart, tell the person who sold it to you because they should maybe replace the cigar rather than dry, yeah. rather than you lick up everybody else's cutter. So. Yeah, but but even if if you're a guy who has the custom or or the habit of licking your cigar and cutting it, you need to be a little bit more aware that this is a community cutter, and you're spreading your saliva. To somebody, I just I don't like that stuff. No, sir. I so think, I, we're all in agreement here. I, uh, no one should be doing that, or you don't give a shit, Ivan. You on board? Because you're again, I'm not. I don't know how to read you right now. If you're not part of the solution, you're part I'll, of the problem. 
thinking of a way to prevent it, even ah. though, let's say somebody who, for some reason, isn't listening to this podcast that smokes a cigar. What's so, wrong with them? Exactly. So, in that case, I don't know, is there like a Purell wipe that I can wipe down the community cutter with before I cut my cigar? Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Maybe preventing it? I don't know. If it's an all-metal cutter, you could boil it, you know? But uh, Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> boil your cutters, people. Boil your cutters. <laughs> We're on a boil cutter alert. Where do you go? Well, like when the when the community when there's like a water main break and it's like a boil water notice or something like that. Boil cutter right. notice. So so anyway, that's where we are. That's where things are. We got. So don't spread corona. Don't spread corona. Don't lick your cigar before you cut it, and uh, and also don't vote for Bloomberg or Warren because they are out. They are out. Uh, so this is where we are right now. Uh, it's down to Joe Biden. Bernie Sanders. Uncle Joe. And I think Tulsi Gabbard somehow is still in the mix, even though she's not actually pulled out of the race. I know. She didn't even win Samoa. Right. Yeah, I don't think that there's anything. Or did I think maybe she got... Well, it could be interesting because the DNC is already talking about changing the rules, which I think may be standard procedure uh, at this point in the race. But I think she won a delegate. From American Samoa, she didn't win the mm. that primary or right. the caucus, rather, but she won a delegate, which is supposed to qualify you for a debate. So, unless they change the rules, and provided she makes enough noise about it, she may end up the third person on a debate stage. It's not outside the realm of possibility. Super unlikely that they would even let that I happen. I think unlikely, yeah. Uh, but would be interesting to to see if that's the way it goes. So, how do you guys feel about it now that we're down to Bernie and Joe? Scary, scary that that Bernie won California. In my opinion, me too. I feel the same exact way. That, like, wild. How are this many people voting for this for this guy? guy? I mean, not that Joe's any better, but Jesus, really? And it, California voted for Sanders. I find that amazing. I just when a guy is a declared socialist. Yeah. I mean, how are you even voting for this? There's a lot of that going there's, around. There's clearly <laughs> there's a lot of, of it. That. And, you know, I don't know. I just, I know that as as someone born in Cuba, I have a different view of socialism. And he tells you all up and down that we're not talking about Cuba or Venezuela. But you are. That wasn't a good day, Bernie uh, imitation there. Oh, I wasn't trying to. <laughs> I leave the Bernie imitations yeah. to Larry David. Right. Who kills it. He does. Almost it's, without trying. Yeah, yeah, he could just he yeah. could just be himself. It's more, it's more the wig than anything. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, yeah, I just I can't uh, I can't fathom that this many people are voting for Bernie. Yeah. So I mean, we we kind of went there last time. So let's switch it up a little bit here. The Florida primary is March seventeen, mm-hmm. and Florida has closed primaries. So what are your feelings, since we have an incumbent Republican, on the idea? of Republicans changing their party affiliation to vote against Sanders in the Democratic primary. Ooh. Because I know some people who've done this. Ooh, that's good. I don't know nice what's better. I, but again, I have this warped view because of, again, being having been born in Cuba and seeing the damage that social, socialism can do. But my view is that if Bernie wins the, uh, the primary... Right. I think it's it's almost a guaranteed Trump victory. 
Well, e either way, I guess the question, is, and, and but that's relevant, but the question of changing your affiliation to vote in the other primary. I know. So I'm saying that yeah. uh, I don't know if I want, if you want to help Biden win. Right. Because that's more towards the middle mm -hmm. and more likely to pose a real challenge. But maybe I'm wrong, right? Because Bernie's bringing people out of the woodwork to vote for him. So, Ivan, is that a thing you would do? I like that chicanery. You like the chicanery? I do like it. I like that we use chicanery. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. That's, uh, <laughs> very, very nice. I'd consider doing that. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> like, you have to see his face while he says it. <laughs> this is the most excited you've been about anything in a long time. Any? Yes. It's super awesome. You going to do it? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> what I think would be the most fun part about that, and honestly, I think this would be fun no matter what side of the aisle you're on. It's just this year it happens that the Republican is the incumbent. But doing that, and then having that conversation while you're in line to vote, like letting people know that's what's up. Oh, my God. That would be. Like, oh. If you're into that kind of jodera, the entertainment value. You have to take somebody to film this in case oh, for somebody sure. goes nuts 100%. on you. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But, but it would be interesting to see what kinds of reactions you get while you're in line. It can't kick you out. Hmm. So, so there's an idea. If mm. you vote in a primary, other than your own parties, uh, you know, let us know. Let us know how that goes. Maybe maybe have a friend film it from a distance, because I don't know if you're allowed to film at the polling place. Right. Um, but yeah. So there's that. Uh, moving on. Warren and Bloomberg lost. So did Shaquille O'Neal. He lost a bet with Dwayne Wade. Uh, Eric, you were the one who brought this story to my attention. Why don't you fill us in on, on this bet and what the, uh, what the stakes were? So I didn't know much about it. And then I saw, on, I kept seeing on Twitter, people making fun of, of Shaquille O'Neal and his hairline. So I was like, what is this about? So it turns out that when Milwaukee played Miami uh, earlier this week, Shaquille predicted that Milwaukee would beat Miami by 20. And Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade said, there's no way that that's happening. So so they had a wager. I, I, I guess they didn't. The, the terms of the wager weren't discussed ahead of time. Weird because, bet. Yeah, because it was only after Shaquille lost a bet, because Miami smoked Milwaukee, uh, that he said, well, what do you want, some money? And, or this is how they describe it. What do you want, some money? And, and Wade said, no, I want you to come in to work with your natural hairline what it really looks like uh and so shaquille showed up with this hilarious yeah. looking hairline right over the middle of his head right over the middle of his head but very sharp yeah so he, then, he got it lined up by his barber yeah uh and so then on twitter there was just a ton of memes like people doing things with his massive forehead <laughs> uh and so that, that was uh, that was pretty good uh, i mean it was it was entertaining to see Someone be so self-deprecating, yeah, and be okay with it, right? Just hey, go go. To, he even said it like Twitter, go crazy, do whatever you want to do. Yeah, and you... they did, including his his own son. Oh, making really? fun of his dad. Yeah. Why? What did his son say? If you know, no, I, uh, he posted yeah. a meme as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so what are your thoughts? I guess all three of us. Like, I would not, if I was in that position, I would not have had a barber line it up all sharp like because I think that makes it worse. That does make it worse. Do you think it makes it worse? Yes. Yes. So Well, he even he even posted a video 
of himself like after the barber had straightened it out and he's like look that's really the hairline blah 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 and he's like look there's no ink in there and then he goes like that and he touches it with his finger and when he puts it onto the camera you can see that his finger is dirty and he's like oh <laughs> um so yeah that's what uh, that's what happened with Shaq and wade uh also good news that well at least for us that the heat won that game they had been in a little bit of a slump um they won that kind of by the not by the skin of the teeth. That was a, it was the a Milwaukee game. Yeah, no, no they I'm, won it handily. No, I'm thinking Orlando last night. Oh yeah, yeah, that was tight. Orlando last night was tight, but at least they're on back on a somewhat winning uh, wavelength right yeah, now. There yeah, was, four in a row, finished the homestand strong. Yeah, it was it was looking a little more dire for a while after all those personnel changes. It was, but uh, this coming this game coming up the uh, the Zion game uh-huh. that should be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Every Zion thing that I've seen so far has been a lot of fun to watch. He's a he's an exciting player to see. Uh, what are your feelings so far on Zion Williamson? Because that's something we haven't touched a lot on. Now we're a little bit deeper into his NBA career. Yeah, I just think that a guy that big uh, is probably going to be injury prone unless he changes his style. Or his weight. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because he's also, I mean, he, what I, yeah. he's strong at... at because you could tell looking at him that he's not lean. You got to think, like, if he was carrying 10 pounds fewer, you how, have to how, think. how much scarier does that guy If become? that guy was on the heat, because the heat make you yes. work out like crazy. If that guy was on the heat, he'd be a menace. What team's he on? Pelicans. <laughs> he's, a, he's a Pelican. Okay. I have not yeah. seen him play a single minute in the NBA. Which has also been great for... Well, he's also been injured a lot. Yeah, uh-huh. has also been great for Lonzo Ball. Because now Lonzo Ball is, aside from the fact that he fixed some of the things about his shot, now he has this guy jumping out of the gym, making some of these assists way easier. Uh, and he can play more of a an effective true point guard role on that team. Lonzo Ball looks so much better ever since this guy showed up. For sure. So, um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens just with his physique because... Obviously, he's a rookie, and there are all the skill development things that happen over the years. But it to me, it's like the guy weighs 280 pounds. The yeah. difference between 280 and 265, assuming that you don't lose a ton of muscle, is, like, incredible. Uh, and he's already got, what, like close to a 50-inch vertical leap, like 48 or something? That's crazy. So he, he He's a freak. Total freak. But uh, if he lost some weight and got really fit, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, I have a sports update. Oh, here we go. <laughs> that gets me every time. Florida State Golf Association oh. has just announced that handshakes and hugs will be suspended. And I'll Ooh. Just, I'll, yes, I'll read their statement. Out of due caution, we are asking our staff, officials, and players to suspend the practice of shaking hands and hugging. This includes on the first tee and on the 18th green where friendly handshakes or hugs have long been a standing act of proper sportsmanship. As an alternative, we recommend a friendly nod, tip of the cap, or a simple wave as a form of greeting or sportsmanship. Not even a fist bump, huh? They didn't mention that one, but yeah, they don't want they don't want touching. No touching. There's your sports update. Wow. So this is a, what, what kind of authority does the Florida State Golf Association? <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it, but I start laughing when you say. What authority. kind of authority? Um. Authority? Yeah. Like, do they set the rules for, I don't know, all... No, they don't set the rules. They're, they are the governing body for uh, state 
the state of Florida amateur. Uh, okay, so like collegiate play and stuff like not that. Not collegiate. Outside of collegiate, state of Florida amateur athletics, uh, golf athletics. Got it. This yeah. seems like very narrow. It is extremely narrow. Very narrow authority. Yes. So okay, but now you know. Don't go shaking hands if you are in a non-collegiate amateur tournament in the state of Florida, because you know you, you may, may get DQ'd. You may get DQ'd you may for get a handshake. DQ'd. Um, Corona. Wait, but you're playing uh, in one of these FSGA tournaments Next coming week, up. Yeah. So you... <laughs> give him the finger. Give him the finger. <laughs> a salute. Nice play with you. Good round, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> that's usually how I feel. So that's that's the feedback that you'll be offering other golfers. We got some feedback. Hey, oh, whoa! From a segue. from a reader slash listener, uh, Eric. What'd they have to say? All right, so this is coming from Dan Marsh in uh, Media, Pennsylvania. Okay. I didn't know there was a town called Media, Pennsylvania, but he has sent emails in before, so I should have known this by now. Uh, So he said, which of the two festivals would you recommend I go to if I can only do one? And so the festivals that he's referring to are Pro Cigar, which is in the Dominican Republic, and Puro Sabor in Nicaragua. There's obviously another festival, which is the Avanos Festival, but we're not talking about that one. And Ultra. <laughs> and Ultra, which was recently canceled. But, uh, so yeah, Dan, uh, here's the breakdown. In terms of which one I would recommend you go to, they're very different, right? Do you guys want to chime in before? Because uh, you guys have both, uh, Nick, you've been to Pro sure. Cigar? Uh, or- yeah, to Pro Cigar, yes, not Puro Sabor. I've, I've toured Esteli, but never at the festival. Never at the festival. And Ivan, you went to Puro Sabor, but not Pro Cigar. Correct. So I'll recommend Puro Sabor. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I, I have been to both. Uh, so what did you think of, of Pro Cigar, Nick? I think... What were uh, your pros and cons? Let's my say. pros and cons of Pro Cigar. Uh, so number one, and this applies to both festivals, worth considering whether you have strong preferences for one or the other country's cigars. Absolutely, you that's, know. that was going to be... So that's that's one thing. Although Dominican cigars, I think, are... Not that there isn't variety in Nicaragua, but Nicaragua, I think, is still bigger on the typical Nicaraguan profile. You go to the Dominican, and there's still more variety, but you're not going to get a ton of what a lover of Nicaraguan cigars gets. So there's that to consider. Um, I think uh, the food is a consideration. I have not done puro sabor, but... I think I probably, especially being in Miami, like the idea of Puro Sabor better because the food at Pro Cigar is so, like, it's Caribbean Latin food, which is so close to what we eat all the time here. So there's that aspect of it. I think uh, uh, the pro is that it seems to me it's way more organized. I like the parties, which I think are just because of the size, organization, the fact that it is a, a, a Caribbean organization. Well, it's also a city that is much more developed it's than Esteli. Exactly. It's a city that's more developed, so there's going to be more to do. More so hotels. And- yeah, so I would say if if there is a if the partying is the tiebreaker, that's got to be a pro because I haven't done Puro Sabor, but I've got to think Pro Cigar has got the edge on that front. Uh, yeah, so I'll give you my thoughts uh, after Ivan. I've heard the parties at uh, Pro Cigar are excellent. Have not been to them, but I have been to the DR, and I know that one of the stops is um, Casa de Campo en La Romana. Yeah. So for me, that's a big, 
big check yeah. in the uh, corner for Pro Cigar. Well, so just to clarify that part, uh, there are people that go to Pro Cigar that do not go to Casa de Campo. Because uh, for Casa de Campo, it adds like two or three more days to your festival. Okay. So if you want to take the whole week, you do Casa de Campo, then you go up to Santiago. So that's what I would do. Yeah, no, we, we, we got what your uh, what your criteria is here. There is a, a fantastic uh, golf course. Yes. Right right outside your room in Casa de Campo. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, it's Teeth of the Dog. And the Santiago is excellent also. Staying at, uh, you guys stayed at Almirante. And... This year we stayed at Garden Court, which is where all the uh, festivities were held. But yeah, both are excellent. So I, I love that aspect of it. But in all honesty, I like the cigars at Puro Sabor better. There you go. And so, uh, so then to answer your question, I can't recommend just one. Uh, so I would say it kind of a, along the lines of what both of these guys said is starting with what Nick said. If you are into Nicaraguan cigars, then definitely go to Puro Sabor, right? Because you're going to enjoy it. I mean, you're going to enjoy both regardless. Uh, and if you're into Dominican cigars, then go to Pro Cigar. Now, setting that aside the strengths of pro cigar are like these guys said the accommodations are top-notch uh nick you said the food you prefer uh the food in nicaragua but the food at at pro cigar is excellent at the festivities excellent food there's a it's more on the on the gourmet side like there's there's fancier things to eat as opposed to in nicaragua which is very very nicaraguan food so there's more variety here in, in Pro Cigar in that sense. Uh, the tours are really well done at Pro Cigar. So you'll have, like, if you go, if you tour Fuente, Carlito Fuente is taking you on this tour. If you go to Davidoff, you're going to have, you know, Klaus Kellner or or uh, Eladio Diaz or one of these guys taking you on the tour. It's the guy is taking you. Uh, and so the tours are very well done at Pro Cigar. The organization is excellent. If you like to play golf on these vacations, then you then your only choice is Pro Cigar because yeah. you have, again, Teeth of the Dog, Die 4, uh, the Lynx course at Casa de Campo, and then you have other courses in Santiago. Whereas in Nicaragua, there are none to speak of. Uh, however, the positives on the Nicaraguan side are that you have more interaction with the, with the actual cigar manufacturer. You get to spend more time with them. There's less people. So at, at Pro Cigar, it's something in the ballpark of like five, six, seven hundred people. So that's a big festival as opposed to a hundred people at Puro Sabor, let's say. These are all rough numbers, okay? I'm just estimates. Yeah. Uh, but you, you do get more FaceTime. So like if you did want to sit down and have a conversation with Jonathan Drew, you can do that at Puro Sabor. Right where on the flip side, you're not going to sit down with Carlito Fuente or Lito Gomez or Guillermo León at Pro Cigar because there's just too many people for that to happen. Uh, so so there's that, and then I think that in Nicaragua at Puro Sabor, you another positive is that you really do feel like you're in Nicaragua, mm -hmm. whereas I think that at times in Pro Cigar. Because Santiago is, is a developed city, you can, I mean, you, you, you can, obviously you're in a Caribbean country, but it feels very 
close to first world. It, it does. You're in a very, uh, uh, you're in a nice hotel. I mean, everything is beautiful. It, it feels like you're in a, let's say, a, a Marriott or a Hyatt or a Hilton. Even the transportation. Yeah. And so, whereas in Nicaragua, you do feel like you're in that experience of of being in Nicaragua, right? You're eating Nicaraguan food, right? The accommodations, not that the, the hotels are perfectly clean and, and they have Wi-Fi and all that. But you can tell that you're in a Nicaraguan hotel. You're yeah. not in a Hyatt or a Hilton. Yeah, and it doesn't on the, feel. It never feels like that. And on the food front, I, it may be you know just because we're all into food around here. I say that I like the idea of the food in Nicaragua for a while better, but it is more limited. I just happen to like the idea of steak and gallo pinto three times a day. And tortones, yeah. But if you like the idea of, for example, being in a city with like great Italian food, which there's tons of in the Dominican, incredible. Uh, there is more variety there. So if, if you're not into the monotony, I just happen to be a creature of habit. It's like, if it's good steak, I'll eat that all day. Uh, but yeah, something to consider. And then one, one last thing is that the factories tend to be newer mm-hmm. and better laid out in Nicaragua because it's just, they are newer. Yeah. Uh, and so like you take a tour of AJ Fernandez's factory, it's mind blowing. It's beautiful. It's big. It's clean. It's well designed. Uh, my father's cigars, awesome factory. The new changes at Oliva, just again like, so they've they've done th- the the factories are new enough uh, that there's there's new amenities built into it. Like for example, at the Oliva factory, there's a cigar bar, their own little cigar lounge, let's say, that you sit in front of the rollers, and so you're you're in there having a drink, smoking a cigar in this comfortable leather chair. Uh, you may even be watching CNN or something. But to your right, you look over and the cigar rollers are right in front of you rolling. And so that's that's pretty cool. And that's different. Uh, the Nick, the uh, Dominican factories, they've been there a lot longer. And so although they are, again, a great tour, like, for example, the, the tour at La Aurora is, a, is an amazing yes. educational tour. But the factory doesn't feel like these Nicaraguan factories feel like, right? So... I don't know if we've answered your question, Dan. I think we have. But I think we gave you a lot. <laughs> yeah, the information that he would need to make a call there. For sure. For sure. He's got it. Um, hey, if someone else is, is interested in in us answering your questions mm-hmm. uh, on the podcast, send them in. Send them in to feedback at cigarsnobmag.com. Absolutely. Um, or you can hit us on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. I want to jump back real quick to the, not to continue talking about the, well, we'll talk about the cigar in a second, but before I forget, because I just learned this recently, um, I wanted to talk about uh, the the whole primary question. Uh, I got a message from a friend of mine who I actually met in Cuba uh, back in 2008, I believe, eight or nine. Uh, he was a, a dissident there and then had a kid and basically came to the States to... Uh, to escape all that and not have his kid grow up in Cuba. And he will be voting in his first, not just American election, but election period, because he always refused to vote in Cuba. Uh, so shout out to Roger Rubio, uh, freedom fighter, who will be voting, I have it on good authority, uh, against Bernie Sanders if he has occasion to do so uh, in the state of Missouri. So uh, shout out to Rohit. Voting for the first time in How about this. a horn? How about a horn for Roger? 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 In this of all elections, this is his horns, first electoral this horns, experience. This horn's for you. 
hey now. <laughs> Petey's oh. freaked out. Uh, all right, so, yes, by all means, send us your feedback. And now, back to this protocol, Themis. Where are you guys at with it? So it did It did actually uh, ramp up a bit in, uh, in terms of intensity, but still incredibly uh, clean smoke, right? Very flavorful, clean, balanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do... Uh, like that creaminess that it has. Yeah. I think that more more vanilla. balanced than at the start. Would you say? Mm-hmm. Well, there wasn't much to balance. It was very mild in the beginning for me. Mm-hmm. And hey, what's going on there, Pete? Um. So yeah, now of course there is much more going on. So the balance that it has is uh, is accented, right? Um, you do feel that creaminess, but you also feel that pepper back there. But they're they're in balance. So, I do like it. I'm enjoying it. Where are you at, Ivan? I have a lot of com- complexity here. I, I get a lot of peanut, honey, uh, almost like a cereal. It's it's good. Cool. I like your honey uh, reference there. I'm not sure I'm with you on the peanut, but I mean, I, obviously everyone tastes different things, right? Yeah. But uh, but I do. I'm with you 100% on the honey and like the sweetness that it does have. Is uh is akin to like the sweetness of honey, I like that. All right, what about so, you, Nikki? Yeah, no, I, I I the honey hadn't occurred to me, but I get that almost like um I'm trying to think of what to compare it to like like if there were a spiced honey or some kind of like a honey yeah. sauce with other stuff in the mix. That's uh, fair. Honey mustard, honey mustard cigar, <laughs> a <laughs> okay. spicy honey mustard. One um, disregard that comment. <laughs> or or like what, what sriracha do you, honey. Sriracha. No, but what do you what do you call it when it's like a when it's like a whole, like a whole like do you have the I'd grains? like a sriracha honey drizzle on a like a sub. No, but but not so much like a hot but like the when it's like the whole grains of of mustard in the in the mustard sauce. What do you call mustard that? Mustard seed. Mustard seed. Yeah, like what do you call that type of mustard? There's a there's a word for it, right? Whatever that is. When you can feel it. It's not a super creamy yellow mustard. Yep. That kind of more artisanal mustard. Mm, An artisanal like mustard note. Petey, get that artisanal mustard out of here. <laughs> uh, but no, really, um, I'm loving it. Again, it these are, I don't know if they taste the same if you buy it at the store right now because these have been aging for about a year. Yeah. Uh, or maybe more. Uh, but this is a pretty damn good cigar. Excellent cigar, yeah. I'm, I don't I'm remember what we rated it when we rated it, but this is very good. I'm enjoying yeah. it. So uh, that's what we've been smoking again. Just I would a, smoke this. I got, if I walked into a store... Pick it up for sure. I would pick it up without, so, a, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. So as a refresher, we are smoking Protocol Themis. It's Ecuador, Connecticut wrapper, Nicaraguan binder and filler. This is the 6x52 Toro. Retails for nine eighty nine. This is the part of the show where we offer our parting recommendations. Things that we think you should eat, smoke, watch, do, drink. Ivan, what you got? You probably recognize my recommendation here because I recommended it to you last week. And it worked. And it worked. CallawayPreowned.com. Callaway has a subsite where they buy back used clubs and resell, you know, all of their demo models and, and or things that people or trade things in, that yeah. people trade in. And it's very organized. They have a lot of volume of of equipment on there and their customer service is excellent. So if you're looking for specific Callaway stuff or other brands, you can get a very good variety of, of a bunch of different clubs 
and they're all in excellent shape. So I would check out the rates are excellent too. Well, so, so you recommended it to me. I came back from Casa de Campo raving about the Vokey Wedge that mm-hmm. I was playing with, mm-hmm. which was a 56 mm-hmm. degree. <laughs> uh, and so remember I joked that I wanted to steal the one from the from the golf course, yep. which of course I would never do. So I went on Callaway pre-owned and I bought that same exact Vokey Wedge that I was hitting. Uh, they re-gripped it. So I wasn't expecting that. You said that they would re-grip it, and I didn't really believe you. I thought, no, maybe the ones that you got had, like, new grips on them. No, they did. They re-gripped it. Uh, excellent condition for half the price of what I would have paid for it, if not less. You're welcome. So thank you very much for that recommendation. I concur. <laughs> <coughs> you okay? You, you and Petey are yeah, both struggling today. Yeah, you got coronavirus? Who knows? Uh, no, probably not. Um, so, Eric, what you got? What's your recommendation? Oh, so uh, Rene Castañeda of Villager Cigars. Uh, I was with him the other day hanging out. And he's a huge podcast uh, consumer. consumer. Yeah. So I said, hey, what are you listening to these days? And he's like, oh, man, you have to listen to WNYC Radio Lab as a podcast. Holy shit, that was good. I'm I'm loving it. Yeah. WNYC in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to do it. You had to. All right. Uh, so anyway, WNYC Radio Lab, really good uh, podcast, tackling the kinds of questions that you would never think of asking. But then when they ask the, ask the question, you're like, oh, wow, that's a really interesting question, right? Like, uh, again, the, the most recent one that I remember um, – is are there more people, have there been more people, are there more people dead than how many people are alive right now? And so... Is this a stoner podcast? It sounds like it, right? It does. <laughs> but anyway, they, they continue to whittle down the question because that's kind of a, a just a huge question. So they whittle it down and it gets to a super interesting topic that is is a way for them to answer that question. But uh, But they have to answer a million other things along the way to get to it. And it's extremely well done, really well researched. The guys on the show are very, very good. Is it so, like a Freakonomics type? Uh... I guess you could you could kind of put it in that genre, right? Where they're they're asking sort of outlandish questions that are interesting. So, yeah, WNYC Radio Lab, really good. Good stuff. How about you, Nicholas? As usual, I have two recommendations. What? My first one, very predictably, UFC 248 is this coming Saturday. Can we just do like where? You just automatically, like, don't even make it a, a thing. Like, don't just even make it a standard topic in standard the podcast where you always mention, yeah, you always mention, hey, what's the UFC coming up? Because it seems like every podcast, every time, there's a UFC fight. We have made reference to Yoel Romero, and he is fighting. Uh, this is the most Cuban man in professional sports. Give me, give me, a, <laughs> give me a, a. Yeah, line. you can do it. You know, you have that. Oh, forget Jesus, people. Oh, All right, Terrence Riley just drove off oh, yeah. and, and got into <laughs> Ter- an accident. Terrence Riley of Sorry, Terrence. is a big fan of the Yo Romero voice. Uh, but he's fighting for a title, uh, which was being defended by Israel Adesanya. But uh, no matter who you are, where you're from, you should be rooting for Yoel Romero because that means a fantastic post-fight uh, victory interview that always delivers. So uh, keep an eye out for that. My other recommendation for the uh, hip-hop fans in the audience. What? What? I just discovered, not I mean, discovered in the sense that he was new to me, 
a uh, Japanese-American rapper from South Carolina named G, the letter G, Yamazawa. Mm. Um, he's very that, good. That sounds that sound so musical. He sounds like a golf shaft. Yeah. <laughs> the G Yamazawa driver. Uh, G Yamazawa, and I would check out specifically the song Dining Room, which is very interesting, and I think even if you're not a rap fan, uh, mm. you may connect with if you are either oh. from an immigrant family or grew up in your family's small business, because the whole thing is about him growing up in his family's South Carolina Japanese restaurant. And it's very well done. So, there's so is it like... Little Dicky. Yeah, we're, we're No, doing... no, not, not comedy. Not, not, com- not comedy. Oh, it's serious. No, it's this is real. serious. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Okay. Yeah. Can you can you hit us with it? Sure, yeah. Right here. Well, I don't know why we're doing that. I like that, but... This is a video for it. Okay, well, the video is very sushi. He filmed it at his parents' restaurant. He did. I think this is just, he's just promoting his parents' restaurant. Basically. Alright. It's a very first person. Very first person autobiographical. Growing up in a, in a restaurant yeah, world. Basically. Which I connected with because not that oh, I had. True, true. I, I used to make Quiznos. the. Well, no, the Quiznos and my grandmother had a restaurant when I was much, much younger. So when I was like six years old, six to eight or nine, probably, uh, I was making the Cuban coffee and stealing mariquitas at the back of Cafe Margarita in Doral. Stealing mariquitas. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <laughs> margaritas in the kitchen. I'm eating mariquitas. That's good. That's good. Uh, so anyway, that's my other recommendation. UFC 248, G. Yamazawa's mariquitas. dining room, stealing mariquitas. Uh, all right, you got anything else? No, man. That was a really long outro. Really long outro. We'll, we'll just cut all that to make it a little neater. Uh, all right. With that, you can find the Cigar Snob podcast at cigarsnobmag.com slash podcast. Or wherever you listen to things, that's Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, all that stuff. All that stuff. All the things. Listen to it once on each one. On each one of those. And then leave a review if you are uh, an Apple podcast person, because I'm pretty sure most of the other ones don't offer the option of leaving a review. But if you're an Apple person, leave a review on uh, on the podcast page. Um, and, uh, maybe, you know, assume that we might read it. So, you know, say things that you're not ashamed of, uh, or that you're ashamed of. That's fine. Uh, get in touch with us on social media. We're Cigar Snob Mag on all the things. You can go to CigarSnob.com and use the shop tab to subscribe to the print magazine, uh, and send any feedback to feedback at CigarSnobMag.com, including any questions that you might want us to answer on the podcast. So, yep. With that, let's go. We're out of here. Later. MC Picadillo, later. Ha, <laughs> ha,